0: This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Beviewdez, and on this podcast, we bring you the latest Chargers news. We preview and review every Chargers game, and for this week alone, we have a spectacular international pod. John Ayres, where are you right now?
0: I am in Texas, which is... Not part of the United States, it's its own country. Let Everyone here will tell you that.
1: <laughs> he said, I love it. Joined live live from Texas. Well, tell everybody where you are this week.
2: I'm in Little Britain, a.k.a. Uh, Claire Del Carmen, Mexico.
1: <laughs> All the way from Mexico, beautiful. Apolo- apologies
2: uh, for a lot of background noise. I'm in a strong Wi-Fi spot, also known as our beach restaurant. So people are still eating lunch here. It's... Uh, past three local there's a lot of clattering of plates and stuff um, so uh, yeah apologies if you hear any clutter in the background
1: <laughs> absolutely livid uh, you know you two are out living the dream over on you you have a similar time time what is it you know time zone over your way I'm here in the miserable autumn of Bolton with drizzle and misery um, and on this show we are mourning because you know we, we have lost to the Jaguars Jaguar-ars. Jaguars. Jaguars say it properly, um, and it was a miserable performance, and of course, the defeat officially ends the Chargers' playoff chances, we can't get in the playoffs now, uh, the franchise is packing up and leaving LA, everything's burning to the ground, and it's, it's over, it. um, am I right, John, is that how you're feeling?
0: Um, you know, I don't know if I'd go that far, it's just one <laughs> loss, but honestly, the, with the amount of people that went down in that game, not, I mean, it's the whole, what's the whole quote, insult to Injury, it is the definition of insult to injury. We've got not only did we get beat and embarrassed by a team that they definitely should have beat, um, definitely a winnable game, um, but they lost multiple players in the end. You know, Guyton, I mean, Guyton wasn't really being used, uh, probably should have been more, but he wasn't. Um, Joy Bosa just headed to the IR, um, four games he'll be gone. JC Jackson still missing, uh, Slater done for the season with an arm injury. It's you know, Herbert's got you those. Have you ridiculous with. game? I don't. I don't know. I mean, just everybody going down. Uh, Do we ever get an update on Murray? By the way, I hadn't seen because Murray went. He down came back, in. He? He, he came he back in. he came back in. He got winded.
2: Yeah, he got winded. He came back in. Uh, yeah, but I mean, last, like uh, that. Look,
0: that's the type of injury where, like, you know, oh, he gets back in with adrenaline, maybe a little bit of something special from the physio. Uh, and then, you know, by the next week, he can't walk or whatever, you know?
1: It doesn't It does it concern me. I don't think I've experienced a Chargers game quite like that. Guyton goes down on the long bomb. Herbert stays in. Staley ripped to shreds by the media for leaving his injured quarterback in a meaningless game to the end of time. Um, Pro Bowl is going down. End of season. Bosa coming back late. Slater missing the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, and it just felt. you know what it was? We've never started a season with so much hype. I talked to other podcasts, we'd, you know, Locked On Charges guys and Charges Unleashed, and, and and the general consensus was we hadn't had this much excitement coming to a season. And then on the flip side, I don't think we've ever had such a drop, a bubble bursting, being so low. You know, it was are you crying or, or are those well, mojitos well, in what, Mexico cooling your I'll spirits? I tell you
2: what, I'm glad you're hosting this week because. I flew out to Mexico Saturday, late Saturday night, watched the game Sunday and for 48 hours. I just wasn't sure what to think. Um, I've had time to digest what's happened. And I'll, I'll say this. We knew that the offence was going to be a problem with the absence of Corey Insley, with potential uh, absence of um, our starting right tackle. But we, we should have had enough pieces on the field to... Uh, Score points. Uh, I did say in the predictions that we'd hold Jacksonville to 10 because of our defence. I know we lost Boza. There's enough talent on that defence to hold Boza. We couldn't get any pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Good Lord. Talk about Trevor Lawrence here, people. Not Pat Mahomes. Not, you know, Lamar Jackson. Not Josh Allen. Trevor Lawrence. Doug Peterson did a great job. And credit to the Jags but I thought our defence would have stepped up and made some plays and kept in the game. And we we were just flat from... Look, everyone's seen sport. You've all seen um, a performance from an individual or a team where things don't get rolling. And it was obvious from the first three or four uh, drives that this was not going to be our game. I don't know what's happening. There's there's all sorts of questions. Should Joe Lombardi be uh, fired? You know is, is, as have the players got too much uh, power at some point brandon staley has to say to justin herbert sit down sit down i'm the head coach not tell wagging the dog now that's not a criticism at this point in the season because you don't know all the ins and the outs but i'm really really concerned i said at the beginning of the season we'd go 5-0 now look i, mean, I am eating your hats now Bez. I'm not wearing a Chargers hat today because I ate it on the beach earlier on. I'm really <laughs> there
0: concerned. We are.
2: I'm really concerned. JC Jackson, um, obviously still out with that injury. He he had surgery late on in, in the off season. And and if I, I, if you anyone that's listening to this, go onto Enzo85 my Twitter handle, look through my timeline. I posted a YouTube clip from Mike Florio and Chris Sims, uh, and they were now they're now questioning the whole Chargers. Um, Framework the coaching staff, and now we've had a change of personnel, strength and conditioning coaches changed over the years. Uh, coaching staff have changed. So, what is it that's 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 that is the constant? What, what, why are is it just look? Are we getting these injured because we're not preparing properly? The other, the other point that those guys brought up uh, brought up you've got players like Jerry Bosa and Derwin Jones, they do not know when to dial it down. This is not a criticism. At some point, that breaks because they'll go in guns blazing all the time, and I want i i want to see that. I want to see aggressive play. But at some point, is that hurting us as a team? It could mm-hmm. just be bad luck. I don't know. I've got more oh, questions God, than answers at this point. He's I'm angry. Really angry jaguars. We J- spoke jaguars. The London jaguars. Charge Up box podcast. Lightning round podcast. Charger chat. Charges oh. high. Everybody. Spoken about the charges, trying to get over this hump of not shooting ourselves in the, in the foot. And what have we done? We shot ourselves in the foot, and we're about to head into another game that we are expected to win. And we could be talking sat here next week talking about the same problems. I just don't well, know, John. John, There's are we not, not right?
1: Are we not overreacting here? You know, we're one and two, and we lost to a good Jaguars team. Lawrence is coming into his own. He's played lights out the last two weeks. It's a great pass rush. You know Herbert's come and played injured, uh, and actually when we look at it, we're going to have Lindsay back. JC Jackson's not far away. We're losing just Bosa, Slater and Guyton long term. So are we? Are we not overreacting here? Um, and, and we really should calm down and say, Do you know what? It's just one loss. We're still on the we're still um, on the Super Bowl roll, John.
0: So a um, couple of things. One, I want to touch on with Bez talking about about that defense. Uh, I think if you watch the game and you were keeping track, I don't think the defense was really a big letdown until the end of the game when they not only lost confidence, it seemed, or at least the will to play, um, but they were also very tired, okay? Here's the deal. The defense was doing really well, especially given the fact that the offense put them on a short field twice, right? The fact that they had held them at halftime to only about 16 points to me, given the fact that the Jaguars held the ball for twice as long—actually, might have been almost three times as long—at that point, as the Chargers had the ball, uh, had much more, you know, had much more opportunity with it. I think that's a big deal. And if you look at it, the Chargers were actually outpacing the Jaguars in total offense for the majority of the game. Um, that was because the defense was doing a great job. But you cannot—it's the same thing that happened last year, where even though if a defense plays good in spurts, you cannot ask that defense. To play like it like it was playing and holding the jaguars to short fields and getting you know and and putting in all that effort you can't ask them to do that all game long and not give them a breather right the chargers had what two two or three sustained drives that's it um they just they could not move the ball the offense killed the defense so don't give me any of this oh the defense let it down no the defense it was doing fine the offense was garbage and the gar- the offense left the defense out to dry Now, without Bosa, it's going to be a little different. Uh, Being able to get pressure without blitzing is probably going to be a little bit tough. But I think this defense is going to be fine going into Houston. Um, It's really the offense. offense, three weeks in a row, has been unimpressive, in my opinion. Uh, They're basically useless with the exception of a few big plays, right? And again, if Herbert doesn't move around and use his rocket of an arm to make big plays, this offense seems completely useless. That touchdown to Mike Williams. Yes, Joe Lombardi called a a back shoulder fade to Williams. Any idiot could call that. I can go in Madden and say back shoulder fade to freaking Mm -hmm. Williams, right? It took a beautiful ball by Herbert and even more spectacular catch and plant of the feet by Williams for that to be a touchdown, okay? Had he not caught that, my guess is they would end up kicking a field goal because the rest of the offensive scheme was pathetic, Okay, so the offense is what scares me more than anything else. It does not look like he can move the ball. Uh, Lindsley coming back is going to be huge, but now we're going to be down our starting left tackle. So Herbert was already already one of the more pressured quarterbacks. And he is, you know, and if you look at the stats, him and Mahomes are two of the league leaders in avoiding sacks that should have happened. Right. Well, it's going to be even harder for him to do that, again, with the hurt ribs and now with uh, Salyer coming in as the left tackle because, thank God, they're not going to try to throw uh, yeah, Storm out there. Oh, oh God, he's so, awful. Well, guys, uh. yes, the other thing,
2: that there's two fundamental ways of moving the change. On the ground and in the air, we do not have a running game whatsoever. It's non-existent. And that needs to be addressed ASAP because – even Austin Heckler is not finding room, he's not getting carries, you know, uh, Joshua Kelly, Sony Michel, it's just not happening. Um, and while ever we're struggling on the ground, we're just completely relying on um, Herbert through the air. And we've already spoken about we've got a fragile offensive line. For me, there's big questions. I mean, what about no, you, Your thought?
1: Do you know what? I've I've been angry and I'm still angry. And there's some home truths we need to accept, right? I don't want to overreact. There are are reasons and mitigating circumstances, but I think there's a few things that have been truly exposed. The first thing is that, you know, the Chargers are not the Super Bowl ready, Bills level team right now. We're not. We perhaps are in the echelon below, maybe a little lower, but we're not up there like we thought we were. And that's down to a few things. Number one is offensive play calling. Which has been quite frankly embarrassing. It's been conservative. It feels like Lombardi thinks that the Chargers can score in any team. He doesn't need to be creative. He doesn't need to take shots. We don't need to, to go along to guy down the field or, or, or scheme anyone open. He's just going to just gently dink and dunk down the field and doesn't need to run the ball. Justin Herbert's amazing and he will win. And it's that arrogance that, and he's completely devoid of ideas that scheme people over. No one's ever open. You watch the other team. I, I've watched back the last two defeats. And the number of times the Chiefs and Jaguars wide receivers tight ends are completely open because the scheme has allowed them to be. It's created pressure points on our defense to to move the chains. We never do that. Every catch is contested. No one has yards down the field. Partly because of the play calling, which is horrific. Partly because the the Offensive weapons haven't been that great, but they haven't got any time because the O line has been mega disappointing. We've all said how amazing it is that the Telesco has built an O line to protect Herbert. No, he hasn't. Slater's been great, and he's gone. Storm Norton is a disaster waiting to happen. Thank God, Snowy. Thanks for your comments. You know, is is we're just gonna have to hope that he's he's ready. He's played a bit in college. Let's see if he's any good. We don't know. Zion, it's on the low. Zion Johnson first round pick has been awful. He's been terrible. He's he's had snaps that you can put on Twitter. Oh my god, look at Zion Johnson absolutely bodying this guy. Yeah, but what about the four snaps after when he was on the ground or he let a pressure come through. Pipkins has been regressing. You know, he's he can't run block. His pass block is actually in spurts, okay? Although he gets beaten every fourth or fifth play, but it's better than most. But the run blocking is horrific. You can't run behind Pipkins. He just doesn't have that ability. Filer, terrible. Where on earth is his form gone when he was at the Steelers in last season? He's an abomination and clap as a, as a backup. And that is the point. Backups is my last point was. A, ro- a roster has injuries and that game was ridiculous for injuries. But once the injuries come, other teams find the depth coaching together to overcome those the coaching is unimaginative so we can't overcome it and number two there is no depth to our squad again and that falls on one man Tom Telesco Tom Telesco will not be our GM next season I'm calling it in a hot take and I want your opinion was because I think he is exposed as a fraud Telesco's time is gone no matter what I think- Am i wrong
2: you can't say you're wrong or right, Bez. Only, only history will tell. We could be sat here in Week 17 taking a number two spot and going, what was all that about? I'm, I'm just saying that, going back to your point, if Telesco is going to go, Spanos has to find someone that's better than Telesco. And then if the new GM was to come in... Is there then a head coaching change? And, another, you know, is, is Sean Payton coming to the building? There's a lot of questions here, ifs and buts. The NFL is week to week. It is an overreactive uh, week, but we can only react to what we're seeing. We've, again, come into this season full of hope, full of praise. A couple of uh, minor, uh, well, it weren't minor, a couple of errors cost us against the Chiefs, and obviously that's why we lost. Um, but I think Sunday's defeat was absolutely dreadful. Now, who's to say we're not going to pick up the bat and, and and you know roll uh, and get a win against Houston on Sunday. Um, I don't know. We should. I mean, Davis Mills is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. I think the the uh, Texans rank twenty uh, ninth in, in team DVOA. But we said last year we were supposed to win this game, and we've absolutely battered.
1: Yeah, she's true, and I think it now has to be the responsibility to get JC Jackson back to get Chris Rump on the field for pressure and and. The defense is going to have to do the legwork. I'm um, snowy again. Great comment. Defense was good. He made t- the defense looked good. The defense made plays early on, three and outs, stopping the Jaguars after a few series and getting the ball back in the hands of the O. And then he got tired towards the end. Um, you know, and, but they were buzzing. And you know, Sebastian Joseph Day lit up every play he was on that field. I well, could see him making him an he, influence.
2: He obviously led the uh, the team talk uh, uh, post game in the locker room. And there's been, uh, there's readings in the, in the, in the press that the, the, front, the, the, the charging coaching staff are not happy because some of the players are not buying into the message. Now, if that's the case, the message is wrong because if the players are not buying into it, now they don't understand it or they don't agree with it. So there's something there in the coaching staff. They're going to have to go back to the drawing board and say, are we sending out the right message? I don't know. But seriously, with the amount of talent that we've got, and, and Bez, I, t- I do take your point about depth. And I, I got uh, beaten up on Twitter about it. Um, my, my argument, and I'm not, I'm not defending Tom Telesco, my argument is if a player is good enough, he's not on the depth piece anyway. I think there's a lot of luck with the depth uh, chart and, 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 and we obviously haven't got it right. I mean, the fact that solja's coming in at left tackle on Sunday means that they don't trust uh, Storm Norton. So why is he on the roster? Yeah. So yeah, I do, get, I do get the criticism. I honestly do. Um, you know, um, it's a massive, it's a massive balancing game, and I don't know whether it is whether there is there is too much hype in, in the in the locker room, whether they're walking onto the field, and whether or not they thinking they're just going to win games. I, I don't believe that because I think there's too much experience in this locker room, especially the arrival of Sebastian Joseph Day, Kelly O'Mat, J.C. Jackson, and you've got the established players like Keenan and Allen, uh, Jerry Bosa. They, they've been around long enough; they know the score. Um, it's just. I think sometimes sometimes you have a bad day at the office. But if we've had a bad day at the office, we'll know that on Sunday. Uh, and I can't wait for Sunday's game because I want to see us bouncing back. I don't think we're going to obliterate Houston, but I want to see us bouncing back with a decent performance.
1: I I'm I'm 100 percent with you. Um, you know, I, I I just think Tesco has to be held responsible for the lack of depth. The proofs of the pudding, you know, it's difficult when you go and sign JC Jackson, and he doesn't play um and and Lindsley and and we've missed big pieces I I think you have to just hold off a second of criticism and say the injuries you know not a lot of NFL teams will go out and and win a game or come close to winning a game without their major pieces Um, but you don't see creativity every single magic trick play when 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 Lombardi gets creative we lose yards right Every time. Um, so I, I don't really trust it, his thing. I don't buy in to this thing about uh, grumbles in the locker room and people not buying into Staley. I think that's one guy that came out just after the loss to get retweets. And, you know, BA, if you haven't mentioned that before, all of a sudden the charges lose heavily and it comes out. No, you can stick that up somewhere. Um, I don't I don't buy that into it. Again, I think, you know, Derwin James is not. Go- he's, he's all in. We know this. And you, he is not going to have a locker room where multiple players haven't bought in. He'll hold them to account. I think it's the opposite. I think you made a good point a couple of episodes ago, how impressed with Staley you are as a leader and how he inspires people and raises people up. I genuinely think there's too much arrogance in the team. They thought they were the real deal without being the real deal. And it takes it takes execution and hard work to get out in the field and be the team of hype. takes a lot to do it. And the Chargers believed in themselves too much. They to thought, just take it easy. We don't need to challenge the opponents. We're good enough to play it easy and play it safe and win these games.
2: Yeah, and I think, going back to the to go back to Brandon Staley, and again, I've been thinking, I spoke to you earlier and said, look, I was thinking about the last 48 hours after the game and what, what we could do, what we could do better. Seriously, it's easy to sit here and say this, but if I was one of the team captains, I'd be going around the roster saying, look, guys, this is not good enough. I think I want you all to donate at least uh, a week's salary to a local charity. And then I think we should be donating a, a portion of our free time to um, either doing extra practice or going and helping an additional tasks in the community. In other words, it's not doing enough for our fans. So therefore, we need to give something back uh, and not rest on our laurels because there's a lot of people out there that. Are generally, you know, passionate about the Chargers. They give up a lot of their time. I mean, John Ayres, his wife and uh, himself flew out to LA uh, at their own expense. It's, you know, it's like everyone else. It's their choice to go to the games. It's our choice to stay up till till midnight to watch the games. But but it's commitment. I, think, I do generally think that the people are, the, the Chargers fan base is hugely passionate, and we want to win. And we're talking like this because we care. Not. You know, not just the boot into the team. Uh, it's just really disappointing because we've got front on paper. We've got a phenomenal roster. We've got some absolutely tier one studs. But when it's not happening, the cracks start appearing. And it's now whether or not Houston will will find those cracks. On...
1: What do you want to see in that game? So Snowy's brilliant here. Thank you again. So he talks about Telesco so squad depth. I agree, terrible and. Lombardi run game, where is it? 100% and the injuries. They're they're serious concerns he wants answering. For you, was I want to know, going into Houston, what are the things you want to see from this team? For for,
2: for a start, our ability to blitz, is for some reason, is not working. So we've got to do something different. We've got to try and generate pressure without exposing ourselves uh, in, in, in the secondary... Um, I think penalties are still a problem. If we're not going to establish a running game, we're going to have to get Mike Williams involved. And now one of our um, uh, regular listeners, Joe Fernandez, uh, good evening, Joe. He he, made, he mentioned you know the reason why Williams is not getting targeted um, enough is because, I think it was Joe anyway, he said it's because Keenan Allen's not out there, so there's, there's not enough distractions. But when you look at teams like uh, Cincinnati, they find ways of getting the ball to Jamar Chase on every play. It's pretty much how they got to the but Super It's not fight. just that.
1: Jamar Chase gets free. Mike Williams is never free. He either makes a contested, dangerous catch but, in traffic but, or he drops but, a slant in heavy traffic.
0: It, he doesn't get give free.
2: It, give it to Mike because he, he's, when there's a 50-50 ball, it's actually an 80-20 or, or, or you know, an 85-15 because Mike, inevitably, he's going to win that ball because of his, of his size. He's six foot seven or whatever. But let's have a go, let's stretch the field. let's not let's not, you know, um, let's not get into a situation where we, we were in the fourth quarter against uh, the, the Jaguars. We were passing the football sideways. You, you know we, we, we're going backwards. We're supposed to be driving forward. Uh, and that's a disappointment. I mean, how many three and outs have we had uh, this season. It, it's ridiculous. And there'll be head coaches out there thinking, "Oh my lord, if only I had just delivered this is what I'd do. And I'm I'm yet to come out and uh, stick the boot into Joe Lombardi. Lots of other people are. Um, I did say last week that you need a five to six game sample size to see where the charges are, and I still do believe that. And I think if things haven't changed by week six, then there's going to be some questions asked. And it's a, a question of, do we need to make some changes? If Staley starts getting the hot seat, he's going to make changes. Because if he sticks with his tried and trusted Coaches, well, then that seat becomes hotter.
1: Yeah, but he, he he pissed me off this week. He really upset me because his answer to the Herbert question was waffle. It was awful, and and we've we've sort of believed in the hype. It's a bit like just seeing behind the curtain. It's not it's not real. He comes no. out and he's like, you know, Herbert wants to stay out there. Waffle, waffle. And the the media nailed him to the cross. Didn't have an answer for it. And it's almost if, if, as if, you know, you, you, you don't have the experience, You're this up-and-coming thing. And do you know what? Do you know what? The people that said, who is this guy? He's proved nothing. Why do we believe in him so much? They might have been right. I'm not starting well, to have those conversations and overreact. No, no,
2: no. But no. they might
1: They might have been right.
2: The other thing as well, and I've, I've thought about this, are the team being deliberately conservative in this part of the season because showing all your cards... And then we've got nothing to show later on the line. I, that has crossed my mind. Don't get me wrong. And we know that Joe Lombardi's got a, quite a thick uh, playbook. That has crossed my mind. And I think the other thing as well is if we're going to lose games like this, this is the time to do it because this is the time now where the coaching staff need to learn. But they need to learn. They need to understand why we weren't able to generate pressure against the, the Jags. They need to understand why we haven't got a running game. I think i'd be even more angry if our if us if we were doing well and our season broke down weeks 12 13 14 15 then it's like what on earth you know like uh the steelers did last year did they go 10 and out and then the season just imploded so trying to stay positive we've got to learn from our mistakes uh and all that was a great performance in week one you now look at the raiders they're 0 and three you thinking well how bad a team they so was our our win in week one you know that's not really a yardstick to go by, but it. A.F.C.
1: West it, worst division in NFL.
2: Well, I know I didn't mean, see that one, got, did we? No, I mean, you know, uh, who, who'd have thought Miami would have gone three and zero oh, uh, <laughs> this, this point four or five weeks ago? Hello, I, I and this is why we love the NFL because it's, it's week to week. But we really need to see a reaction now. I think if the Chargers fall to one or three. There's going to be so much pressure internally. Um, the fans are going to get, start to get despondent, and they don't want to. Because, like you said, Bez, there's a lot of uh, faith in, in in Brandon Staley out there. There's a there's a lot of faith in the Chargers. And for every poor or narrow win, or every poor performance or narrow win, I think that that sort of faith uh, dwindles slightly. But um, it's going to be really difficult this week um, without um, you know you know Jerry Bosa, up top for Khalil Mack. Uh, I think Keenan and Hallen could could be in contention for for a game, uh, but we've got to get we've got to establish that run. We've got to get that going somehow. Yeah. Uh, Will Claps obviously struggling at centre because I think uh, when we got gashed by uh, the, the Jags, I, I believe you're you talking about Zion struggling, and I, when when Corey Lins was in there, Zion wasn't. And it's almost like you know you're losing a, a Premier centre it is gonna have a knock effect on your guards because that centre i.e. Corey Lindsley's got more awareness and he's probably he's probably better at communicating and reading the game and getting the left and right guard respectively in check and checking, saying, look, let's keep an eye out for this A gap. And and our A gap seems to be widening every play. Uh and that and that needs to stop. So I think there's a lot of permutations of why things aren't working. Um I think there's a mindset issue, but that mindset issue is is dad's self-belief. Uh it's up to the head coach, it's up to his senior coaches and the senior players and the captains to believe. I mean look, let's be honest, Justin Herbert is he's, he's unfriggin' real. Um whether or not he's he's hiding this injury I don't know but he, he still made some decent plays on, on, on Sunday. Um, and he looks like a man you're gonna have to shoot three times with a kneecap for him not to play. But at some point the coaching staff need to say, look, you need to rest. We need to get you out of there. And I'll tell you something now. If he gets hurt, if he gets hurt, Twitter, Shahad's Twitter is going to erupt like you've not seen. Because nobody, I don't think anybody in football wants to see Justin we get hurt. We've, we spoke many a time about not wanting to see Premier National Football League players getting hurt. We want to see them all competing. This is why we watch the game. But if, if he gets hurt because we're taking unnecessary risks... It's going to be hell to play. And I and I hope the media, you know, dig into the team and, and ask questions because we're we're the playing fans. Um, and if that does become the case, people are going to want answers.
1: Couldn't agree more. Well, we're going to wrap up now. But, the, you know, my, my last point would be, you know, I want to see them establish the run better. I want to see a better play calling from the offence support, you know, and, and, and it doesn't need to be Hail Mary or Conservative play. I want to see something in, in the middle of that. I want to see Mike Williams step up. One catch in the end zone does not a season make. I want to see regular moving the ball down the field open. And I want to see the defence, not just preventing. I don't want to see Sebastian Joseph Day and Derwin James, the only people on our defence. I want to see everyone contribute. Let's see if we can bounce back against the Houston Texans. You know, the spirit of Rivers lives on in Justin Herbert. So, you know, we've got that guy. What a soldier. What a legend.
2: Well, I, I tell you what now, right? We're four and a half point favourite on the road. I think I think that's the, the the biggest margin for the road team this week. If we do not win this game on Sunday, NFL media and our own fan base are going to be sharpening the knives, and the other thirty-one fan bases are going to be pointing the finger and and making us look like the laughing stock. So there's a lot of pressure on this game. We need to bounce back. I don't care. I don't care if we win by a field goal. We just need to bounce back with a win. I want to see some interceptions, I want to see some pressure on on, on, on their quarterback. Um, I, I want to see is at least... We should be aiming towards 100 yards rushing net. That should be the target because anything less than that is just too much reliance on a passing game. And with Mike uh, Williams, like I said, not getting as many uh, targets, it's going to be a problem. So, I agree. to keep keep momentum and, and and move those chains.
1: Mate, on on to Sunday, let's see how things go and, and how this beaten up Chargers team performs. Um, enjoy Mexico. What have you got planned this afternoon?
2: <laughs> we are chilling out. We we we've got a steak night tonight, uh, on the beach. Tomorrow we're gonna shell ha uh, an eco park for those some of you out there will have heard of it. And then on Friday we're heading up to Cancun for a bit of a uh uh, I think it's called a candlelight cruise or something. So, uh, spoiling the missus, Mrs. Wozniak's getting spoiled for our anniversary. So, uh, there'll be no football talk. There'll be, there'll be no Twitter. It'll just be done, and like having a few drinks. Then we fly back back home on uh, Saturday.
1: Love it. Well, enjoy it, and ready for Sunday's misery. Let's hope not. We'll keep the faith, yeah. keep um, the optimism. Just now, see if the charges can rebound. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, One last alter. point.
2: Oh, One last point. Just a uh, uh, big shout out to all those affected by the uh, hurricane over there in Florida. Um, 2004, I was caught in the middle of Hurricane Gene. Um, I kind of know what it's like, although I, you know, I, I wasn't. I didn't lose any belongings or my or my house or possessions. So uh, stay safe to everyone out there in in Florida, um, and I hope that uh, the damage is is limited. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go on Facebook and mark myself as safe. I'm okay over here. Oh, no, here it comes. Oh, that's just the Bolton weather. (laughs) Bolt up.
0: Bolt up. This is Rashawn Slater, first-round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up.